Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Mac Friends podcast, the podcast where two random nerds try to write their own Doctor Who movie. My name is Connor. My name's Harry. Hello. Hello. And uh, this week, yeah, we didn't release an episode last week. Sorry about that. Um, apologies, apologies. Errors on the edit. But we did record an episode, which is which is why we're extra sorry. Because we did actually have something, but we didn't release it. Yes. Yes, um, we did. Because it, it wasn't working in the edit. Um, so... We did actually plan a little, a little few things last time. We did. Um, not much, but Harry. Hello. How are you today? Yeah, you know, I'm all right. Um, I won't go too much into it, but I saw Batman today, so it's been a good day. Where? Where did you see Batman? Because I didn't, because I heard about him walking around somewhere, but I didn't. Oh, blue, um, um, in Blue, blue Water. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry, where all the celebs used to go. <laughs> where all the celebs are, yeah. No, where they all used to go. <laughs> oh, sorry, used to go, yeah. They don't go, you don't bump into celebrities, celebrities of Blue Water anymore. <laughs> no, no. Not these days. Just how we want to be. Pretty much. Just teenagers going to hang out. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it was when I was younger, anyway. When me and my cousin used to go up there and be like, we can't spend anything, we're just going to walk around Blue Water. Don't stalk us, because... Blue Water is obviously a southeast thing. <laughs> yes. Which yes, means that we like don't. Which us. means we actually live in Leeds. So. Yeah. Um, can't you tell by our accents? Ooh. That's more of a. West Country. Yeah, I well, know. I fucked it. I fucked up. We're not West Country. I've lived in the West Country, but I didn't. I never picked up an accent. Ten months isn't enough time to do that. Yeah. People used to tell me I have a London accent, and I'm like, well, I'm from Kent. Mm. Everyone but, would be like, "Where's that? That's in London." And like, no, it's in Kent. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I'm okay. It's been a, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a, it's been a tough old, a tough. Old, I've just said I'm okay. I'm gonna completely contradict it. It's been a tough old week. I'm kind of happy it's coming to a close. I'm hoping this week is just you, so much fucking better. You know what happens when a week ends, though? What? A new one begins. Like, well done. It's like when people are like, it's, it, it comes to that whole thing is, you know, when people are like, I'm going to wait until the January 1st before I change anything in my life. It's like, you can, you could you could change your life tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But I get, I get because it's the way we look at things, but time is obviously a man-made construct that means nothing at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, days don't mean anything. But, um... They wouldn't exist if they weren't made to exist. How are you? I'm alright. I'm I'm alive, as I say mostly, which I guess is the best I can be right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your birthday this week. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Great. I'm gonna be 26. You don't look a day older than 25. I am 25 right now. There you go. And You're how do you know what someone's supposed to look like at my at this age? If you go back a hundred years, people at my age probably looked ancient. Mm. Remember that thing of when you were in school and you looked at like when you're in year seven, you looked at a year eleven, and you're like, you look like a, you like you're about forty. Yeah. But, but then you get to their age and you're like, I look like I'm about five. They look yeah, like you see people in that year now, like in that age, and they all look so fucking. They look, all look about twelve. No, I know when I see kids like walking around, I'm like, how, how old are you? <laughs> like, there was these two kids. Um, when we was going into the Batman today, and you could tell that they had come from another film, and they were just walking around, like they had they had like a ticket in their hand, 
So you could tell they've brought a ticket to another film and they were looking around all the screens just asking people, is this for the Batman? Is this one for Batman? And it's like, you look like you're about nine. But I I'm bet saying, they... it's Batman's a 15 in this country, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, we won't talk about Batman. We have both seen it. Um, we'll talk about that in our next... Not well. We've we've got two more episodes to record before we record the Batman review. Yes, but there'll be a special thing about the Batman review when we record it, which we won't tell you right now. Yes, but it will be special for a reason. Yes, um, which it will be a first for this podcast. That's that's what we should say. It will. Yeah. 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 Shit. So so if you're gonna listen to that episode, you should. We'll probably do all spoilers, but oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. First oh. things, the first, all we can say right now about the Batman is all. All we're gonna say right now about the Batman is that it is the, the Batman. It is the Batman, yeah. So Batman's in it. Take, I mean, yeah, take that for what it is. Um, With a pinch of salt. Well, no, because it is the Batman. <laughs> no matter what Batman. happens, that is Batman. Um, I think it's Bruce Wayne. I don't know, but a lot of people speculate if it's Bruce Wayne who's actually the man behind the mask but you know yeah <laughs> we'll we'll never really know we'll never know we'll never know no. so um speaking of nothing to do with the batman um doctor who yes can we link those at all in any way um, um none of the cast members Robert were in Patterson, doctor who. Robert Patterson was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and then Rusty Davis did want to do one episode with JK Rowling set within Harry Potter but she he then turned it down because David Tennant thought it was a bit too um, far-fetched, and you, you, obviously we could have just—you could have just said the, 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 the there was an easier connection there. Well, I wanted to go for the more deeper one, but I want to go with the easy one. Robert Pattinson was in Goblet of Fire. David Tennant was in Goblet of Fire. Oh bollocks! Yeah. So and um, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh no. And what? And does he? I, w- I think I asked you this before, but does he try to put his name in the book? No. Don't him and Ron discuss it, though? They discuss it, but Harry's very much like, I don't need this like drama in my life. I don't need this drama in my life. Proceeds to get I've, that drama in his life. Yeah, considering I've nearly been killed three times already. It's all Dumbledore's fault, though. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, I like how his name comes out of the goblet, and then Ron just immediately acts like a little bitch. Yeah, well, he's 14. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's but, like, what if your friend got called up to a football team that you were both trying to get in, you both wanted to be into, but you're, you'd, neither of you went for it, but then you find out your best friend secretly got called up to it? I know that's got nothing to do with... It's not the same thing. I, no, I get I, I why... Would, yeah, I get why he'd be so... He, he does have, like, a little bitch. He does. It is really out of, like... I think it's just meant to be, like, puberty. Yeah, yeah, no, I and guess. Because Ron doesn't want to go and face dragons. No way. The films, the films do Ron really like. They give him the short end of the straw, don't they? Yeah. He's really like a more. He's a much more interesting character in the books. Oh yeah, for sure. In the films, he's just the dumb tag along. I do like him though. No, yeah, I mean I like parts of what they do with Ron, but he's treated better in the books. Yeah, no, I Let's agree with that. Real. I agree. I'd agree with that. But again, we were transitioning to Doctor Who. Um, Do you want to give a brief recap on what people uh, missed? Well, let's, what you missed um, was... I suppose that's how it's on, yeah. 
No, um, find some. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. So did we? Did we? We did the lab stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. We. Yeah. That was before. That was the week before. So oh yeah, because we ended it. Before, the last one we ended when we were talking about the um, spin-off. The, the spin-offs, yeah, and the future of the the cinematic universe. <clears throat> so we then went on to say that yeah, um, the Doctor's gonna save Batista's life. Yep. Um, by just pushing him out of the way of a Dalek, and then they're going to get chased through the museum by some... Alex and the Doctor are going to get chased through the museum by some Daleks. Not Dave Batista, he's going to go off somewhere else. Yep. So, like, the Daleks shooting after them, things getting damaged, blah, blah, blah. They're running through action sequences, basically. Um, running upstairs, Daleks flying upstairs. Um, coming in, oh, it's like behind. Oh, yeah, they're going to, like, eventually hide from the Daleks, and the Daleks are going to split up or something like that, or, like, search lower levels, blah, blah, blah. They're going to go their own way. Yeah, um, exactly. And then uh, the Doctor and uh, Alex are going to try and make their way back to the restricted area. Eventually, what what I've written is eventually we need them to end up at the restricted area, enter the room to see Dad, Boris, and David. Uh, Making them away from the Doctor's senses. Oh, wait, yeah, that's it. We're going to have a thing where the Doctor senses the TARDIS. Yep. When it's arriving, he's going to be like, oh, shit, we got to go fast, like Sonic. And, um... Gotta go fast. Uh, then, we, then maybe they stumble upon Daleks again, and then it's like, oh shit, Daleks again, or yes. something. Maybe I don't know. But this is still all, all up in the air. Uh, and then the the doctor, Davros, is shocked. He shouts, "Doctor!" and turns to David as the TARDIS is reappearing, and he shouts, "Get it open!" Um, David yeah. tries to open the TARDIS, but the Doctor's like going to sonic it to lock it shut. Yep. Um. So nobody before anybody can do anything. David is like, "Oh no, it's locked. I can't open it." Um, and then we had the thing is, are the Daleks going to come into the room? And Davros is going to be like, "Oh, try and kill them," or are we not going to have that happen yet and have like go into some interrogatory stuff? So, and like, that's where we kind of left it, some right? Some conflict stuff. Uh, David will have a go at the Doctor, confront the Doctor. The Doctor needs to shift the blame to Davros and reveal that David and Davros are the same person. This is just a lot of stuff of we what we need to happen. Yeah. Um, and then we ended writing that scene, like that bit being like, we made a note that was throughout all of this stuff that's all happening. We kind of, we all, we figured out that the doc, we know what the doctor goes through in this film. We figured out everything between David and Davros, really, like absolutely everything between them is figured out. Yes. We know exactly what we're doing with those characters. And we, the last note I made on that scene was Alex needs to do something. <laughs> yes. Which led us to both realise we have not written the character of Alex, the point of view character, the essential main character. We've not written her very well. Because there's different ways we can go about it. It's either we finish blocking the film and then we go over it as a whole and reevaluate Alex's role. Mm -hmm. Or another, another way. Or or another thing. <laughs> yeah. Or um, we spend an episode just talking about Alex as a character and, and going over the qualities that we said um, they have and try yeah, and figure we, it out that way. I do... Th I do made, th carry on. Because we made notes at the end of the last episode that we've recorded that didn't really, we didn't release um, stating like, oh, this is the stuff that we want each character to go through. And obviously the characters that have arcs in this, well, not necessarily arcs, I'd say the Doctor has an arc. I think David Rossellini has an arc. Mm. And Alex needs to have an arc. Yes. Davros doesn't, because Davros is always going to be geared towards one thing, and that is beating the Doctor, winning the Time War. Yes. 
and he doesn't matter how he he doesn't it doesn't matter to him how he does it who gets hurt along the way because he has no attachments Davros is not a very well written villain <laughs> yes but we don't need to make him that because we've made him more complicated with the past version of Davros he's the complicated villain but the character that we wanted to be the point of view character for this story is Alex yeah um because I feel like the reason mainly is because the Doct- Doctor Who has always been a story about the Doctor and the companion. The Doctor's always been the mystery, like not necessarily a mystery, but he's the more enigmatic character, and the companions are the are the gateway for the audience. You see, I do think that when it comes to writing the actual script, I think we will be better with that character. It, uh, Maybe. I don't know what way to go about it because I don't know whether it will be easy if, easier if we have the whole story blocked first and then before writing the script, then going over the character or whether to start it. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's The thing is, talking about... We've basically got the entire script blocked. Like, we we know that there needs to be some sort of action scene. Like, you know, something action-heavy action wise not like heavy you know i'm not thinking of like a shootout <laughs> because obviously the doctor's not going to be involved in a shootout yeah um it's more the big climactic scene that's going to take place with the doc with the revealing stuff it's going to be a probably a dialogue heavy ending um but it's not ex- it's not exposition because it's revealing it to the audience and the characters yeah like and we'll be able to see traces of how the doctor's pieced stuff this stuff together throughout the story as well with Alex's yeah. help, because we've also going to have the fact that Alex would have spent the most time with the future version of Davros, which could also bring more into how Alex is observant. Yes. So that adds something to her character, because I think we've already made a point that she's an observant, very intelligent person. With yeah. that, the field that she's chosen, obviously. So we, we can at least, maybe not, she's not having to bring any of her knowledge into it, but her observation skills. Because well, then we can say... That when she was spending that time, even though oh shit, that's another thing we don't reveal it's him for a while in the future. Maybe, mm. maybe whatever happens in the final act, we we change the last little bit a little bit so it ends up having something to do with Alex. The point I was going to make is that the Doctor could be set on Davros being the bad guy. Like, he's always going to be the bad guy, and it could be Alex that makes him figure it out. She could say, well, no, he's not always the bad guy, because I saw him in the future. You saw him when you came. He was helping people, humans. Yeah, it's got to be... Like, You know what's a good example, actually? Is, well, I, um, sorry, I mean, I was just going to say, we've... we've, we've Throughout the, that entire sequence, we were trying to make it like, oh, the Doctor has become the Doctor again. He's noticing everything. But this is also an emotional point for the Doctor because it's Davros is the person causing all this pain, and that's an emotional point for the Doctor. Mm. So we could have it that his emotion is cloud- clouding his judgment. Yeah, it needs to be Alex. And Alex needs to be it the one be, that points it Alex out. is the one that figures it all out. Alex is the one that is like, no, no. We can save... We can stop Davros, and that can be where the Doctor's like, but it's a paradox. You know, and then, Dav, you know... You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, a good example to refer to is Amy in The Beast Below, her second episode. 
because she goes the whole episode, she spends, the, she spends most of the episode being kind of, in, in a sense, a damsel in distress, you know, he has to go and rescue her, and she's just very much observing, but it's right at the end that she takes all of that observation and is the one to go up to the doctor and be like, no, you're, you're wrong. So we could... We um, could... Is, that, is that the one with the weird whale thing in space? Yes. <laughs> okay. So make be sure. No, no, you could. So, well, yeah, we could very much approach it from that angle of, you know, throughout, we could pepper things in throughout the story of her like, obser- being quite observant and and yeah. just kind of making note, maybe obviously not literally, I like think... get, gets out a fucking notepad and starts writing it down. No, but... yeah. I think we've done some of that as well, like with, it, with like Alex is the one that finds the fob watch. Exactly, yeah. We just need um, more uh, little scenes like thing. that. Yeah. We could have something moments. in the future where she maybe helps the resistance people by pointing something out that they haven't noticed. Like, um, yeah, and even even if like when she's in like group scenarios, she might say something and get ignored, that you that the the or be shut down. That you know the viewer will think, oh, that's just Alex trying to help, which she can then bring yeah. back up at the end. We just need to pepper and little bits it, like that. And it's another thing we could do with. I think we mentioned it. Actually, when we were trying to think about what we were going to do for the first scene, but then for the first, for the her, her introduction stuff, but then we jumped ahead of quite a bit, is we could go back to like a lecture scenario where a question's been asked, and you know nobody ever wants to answer a question really. Yeah, like it could be shown that like no one knows, and she she clearly does, like making the note in a notebook kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like but you 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 know that feeling of like when you know the answer to something you're being asked in a classroom scenario, but you don't want to answer because. Oh, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. There's that thing of I don't want to just speak up, and I don't want to be wrong, even though you're like I'm right, right? <laughs> well, it also it makes you feel a bit like school again as well. Like you know everyone there, no one's going to take the piss of it because it's not school. You're all there for the same reason because you've actually you know. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm saying that in general, like, that in general in school, like even in the school situation, I get it. It's like oh look, they're smart. Let's bully them, um, kind of mm. thing that happens in schools, but like. Yeah, I hate that because I used to like always feel like I knew answers. But when you're called upon, like I hate that as well because it, it only ever happens that I ever used only ever used to get called upon if I didn't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, the teacher's like, "What's the answer?" I'm like, oh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> you could have asked me ten minutes ago. If you ask me a different question, I might know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Um, so we could have that peppered into her character which we've kind of like i said we mentioned we did talk about that i feel like we have mentioned that but we really darted over that bit because we were like this is boring <laughs> yeah no but that's stuff that will fit better in the writing of the scripture right so i think we we can easily figure alex out actually to be fair yeah I think if we, we go with that whole observant side of her character and it's more also going with the fact that she's intelligent and in the lecture scenario in the beginning of the film, she's not speaking up. Mm. Um, we could have it that towards the end, she is speaking up. We could even have a point where the doctor encourages her in a scene in the in the future, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if how we because they, they again they don't spend that much time with each other as the doctor and Alex. It's as John Smith and Alex we see them more. Yeah. And that's early on when Alex isn't going to be speaking up. But then over the course of it, and I think the future stuff would help that. Um, but the doctor, yeah, the doctor will still have the John Smith memories anyway, so he can no, yeah, still he use would. that to his advantage when he's trying to break through to her. Yeah, 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 of course. But what I'm saying is they don't spend that much time together. Yeah, 
as the Doctor and Alex, as when he's Doctor Persona, is what I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. It's all that. It's all at the end here when he goes to the future, to the to the end, and that's really it. That's all the time they spend together as the Doctor and Alex. Yeah. Um. But we can always. Like it doesn't. We can write as much as we want, and if it feels like it's going to be too long, obviously stuff will be able to get cut out. Um, yeah, of course. That's, that's how this process goes. Obviously, we're also not making this film, so <laughs> no, exactly. Like, the script can be as long as we want it, and I feel like it isn't long enough. It won't be. This story probably isn't long enough as it is. Like we'll probably start writing it and be like, "Wow, this is really short." <laughs> yeah, we probably need to expand it a lot. Um, so there's lots of little bits we can do like more stuff in the future definitely more stuff in Alex's introduction um, and then yeah this whole ending stuff that we're still trying to figure out yeah even though we know exactly what needs to happen it's just well we know how it ends it's just, it's just getting there and it's also the bits of it that we're not too sure on in terms of the stuff that's supposed to be action stuff yeah Crash is a hard one. Yeah. Okay, um, bye everyone. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I mean, there's. I don't think that there's. There's not like a big difficulty that we need that we've got right now. I think we've kind of figured it out. Is that Alex is more an observant person? Yeah. To, it, I'm not gonna lie. It was. And we need. I definitely. I definitely thought he was gonna take us a lot longer to figure Alex out. Insert more observant stuff in the script with the beginning of the film, the future stuff, all the way to the ending when she becomes more outspoken. So, like, Alex will be the one that tells the doctor, is convinces the doctor that he can change the past version of Davros. Yeah. Even though that's another, another little wrench in the works is that we haven't revealed to the audience that he is a young Davros yet. We don't do that until the scene together, where they until that whole scene. Well, then maybe that's when she tells him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that could be. Like one big standoff. Yeah, actually, no, it could because it adds more adds conflict into the whole situation, and it's kind of then it becomes more of a free for all rather than it being Alex and the Doctor versus da- David and Davros. Yeah. Because it will be, the Doctor is against both David and Davros, and Alex is wait like wait, and then David is then against Davros, but the Doctor's still against them both. That's the thing, and you could have Alex present. And then the... Alex turns to the Doctor and is like, "Wait, no, you're wrong. Like, you can save David. You can stop him from becoming this." And then it becomes more of like a, like a zigzag. Well, that's the thing. Alex represents the question of, will the Doctor admit he's wrong, or just how far will he go to stop these people? Will he? Will he not listen to reason and actually listen to Alex or not? She she presents that question to him in that moment. Yeah. So the the audience will go from thinking it's going to go one way, and then there'll be that moment of doubt where they go, "Oh shit, no, it might might not." Yeah, because Alex will call upon experience in the future, where she knows David 
is a good person in in some way. Yeah. He has good qualities. Which I think, yeah, works a lot better because then it gives Alex not only more to do, but literally the biggest thing in the story to do. Yeah, because you think, oh, you might think she's being quiet throughout the whole film and being afraid, but then right at the end it's like... Yeah. We need, yeah, we'll definitely need to have hints of it as well. Like, we couldn't just have it suddenly No, of course, yeah. We need to see the growth as well. But, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that works. That works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Brilliant. I think if there's anything else I can note down. Um, that's a call upon experience in the future, which you know, Debbie is a good person. Some way he has good qualities. So Alex, yeah, will be the one that convinces the Doctor. Yes, which I've written already. Because um, I think I think that's a good kind of, especially if we have that scene like you said of being in the lecture hall and not answering the question yeah. but noting it down. It's a very nice full circle moment of her in this obviously much bigger situation, stepping in and going, "You're to the to the the hero in a in, you know you're wrong. You're you can't do this. Yeah, you can also save have... him." Yeah, we can also have something like that happen at the um, museum as well when they're looking at the exhibits. Yeah. Maybe. Like, the tour guide asks questions. Like, oh, well, do you know what period this is from? And everyone's like, oh, and Alex is like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And Great. he's like, oh, blah, blah. you should write that dialogue down. No. It turns no. into a Lego Doctor Who film. No, Lego have voices now. Oh, you know, the new games can have mumble mode. Can they? They announced it. Random. Oh, we know what for the new one, yeah. Like, for sorry, the, no, yeah, the new the Sky Wars for Saga. the new Star Wars one, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what I would do if I had the game, but I'm not going to get it until I get a PS5. That's fair. That's fair. Because I want to. I want a PS5. The PS5. I want a PS5. Um. You want a PS5? Oh, why are we talking about piss on this podcast now? Let's move on. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so, any anything else? So, Doctor Who, um, Alex, knowing stuff in the museum too. <laughs> I feel like this is completely off tangent, but it's Doctor Who related. I feel like we're gonna have like a really kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the theme tune should be like electric guitar for the Doctor Who or, theme, or for the for the for the film. Yeah, I mean. Okay, it can be whatever we want it to be because it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, just been, I've just been thinking. I want it about to be it. Scar. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why not? Why can't it be Jazz Fusion? Oh, saxophone. Yes, and that'd be fucking drums and that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. You know it. I love when people make jokes about jazz, and it's just like it's just playing. It's just bad playing because it's technically it's playing the notes you're not expected to play. It's playing the wrong notes, so everyone's just like, "Oh, it's just bad playing." Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> but it's called music. But no, I don't. I don't like jazz, so I can't. Remember that? Um, remember that film they made about a white guy saving jazz? La La I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About a white guy telling a black guy that he didn't understand jazz. Well, he didn't tell him, but you know that scene with, um, what's his name? John Legend. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Where he's like, this is what jazz is now. And he's like, no, this isn't jazz. And it's like, what do you know, you're white. 
there's that scene with them at the concert in it, and yeah. Ryan Gosling has to just like press the note on the keyboard. Yeah, I haven't no, watched he, that film I mean, in he, ages. He does a lot of playing. He does a lot of good playing. Yeah. Um, when he's at that concert, like he enjoys it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's when he first is introduced to it. He's like, "This is weird." Yeah. Again, I've not watched that film in. It's a so of good. Years. It's so good. That, I love that film so much. Good. Maybe Alex, songs. maybe Alex loves it as well. Maybe that's one of their favourite films. Maybe. Doesn't need to be, though, does it? Yeah, it just adds a bit to the character, doesn't it? Sh- shall, we, uh, shall we make the character deaf? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I watched Coda recently. Uh, <laughs> okay, right, that makes more sense then. I mean... It's more inclusive. I'd love to say yes, but then I feel like we need to. I feel <laughs> like we need reason. to get that's, someone. I mean, on... there's, there's an obvious reason for why Alex can't speak up. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Because then I'd be like, we just need to get someone on board to help us with the writing process, maybe. No, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was kidding anyway. I'm, I wouldn't. I, we don't. We can't write that experience. Even though I don't think it would. I'm not going to say it would be easy to write, but I don't think it would be too difficult. Especially I think if you I think if we just. Yeah. Like if you can at least understand what kind of problems they have to go through in life. Like, I think if we had gone, I think if we go away and and do the research, not, I think we're not going to do it for this. No, like, no, I know, but I'm saying I think if, in a scenario, I think if we had gone and done the research for it, I think we might be okay. I remember I told you about my um, what my my most ideal role like role in the film industry would be. I don't know actually. It would be to be just. I have to be very, very rich for this. But okay. To be it. It would be to be a producer that only produces stuff about that's to that's to breed more inclusivity. Oh. I would literally only give only fund films for people that need their voices heard. That's a good idea. That was that's literally what I'd love. That my dream role is. That's fucking sick. Just to be the person that just gets those films made. Yeah. Like, not makes them themselves. Like, other people make them. Yeah, obviously. You just, you obviously, yeah, you produce Because them. I can't tell those stories. But I find them stories, like, some of the most fascinating to watch. Yeah, 100% more. Because it's something you more, don't understand. Yeah, 100% need more people like that in the industry, I think. Especially in Hollywood. Like, more 100%, in Hollywood. 100%, yeah. Like, less so in the indie film you know spectrum because no, more to be honest in more of the blockbuster aspect as well like I think there's been good good moves to do it but like even I found criticisms in for example you know there's obviously um, Makari is deaf in Eternals mm. um, not that no not that one actually that's not the example I was thinking of it's in Hawkeye you know obviously Maya's deaf oh yeah Echo a lot of this a lot of a lot of the scenes where um, she's doing sign language or other people are, they're cutting close-ups, so you can't always see what she's doing. Yeah. So for people who are actually deaf watching it, they can't make out what she's trying to say because it's cutting a close-up. Yeah, it's not. It's It's made for people who are... For example, in um, Sound of Metal, there there are bits where people are signing... But there's no subtitles. Oh. Even if you've got subtitles turned on. Jesus. Like, to the point where it's like, no, 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 these parts, like, if 
you don't necessarily need those parts, but that's more for the people who are watching it who are deaf. They will yeah. who who know ASL. They'll know that. Well, that they they'll know what they're saying. And I thought that was just fascinating because like, I don't know what's what they're saying, obviously, because I don't understand American Sign Language. I'd like to know sign language. Yeah. I think it's I think it's something that I think it's something that everyone should know. I think well, I think they should start teaching it in schools and that more. Hundred percent, yeah. No, like, like, I wish I wish No offence, but like fuck learning Spanish, French and um, what was the other one? German. I would rather have had time to learn sign language. I don't even know why they teach those. I mean, I get like people always say you should. I mean, learning a second language is a good thing, like, obviously. Yeah, but... go learn Klingon, Duolingo. <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. Okay. I'll go learn um, Hatties. Yeah, do it, mate. No. I don't want to learn. I mean, there's only a one ang- one one other language I want to learn. That's Japanese. Oh, that'd be sick as well. But again, sign language is a language. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one I'd I'd love to learn. And I've heard people refer to music theory as a language. Mm. It is because there's a lot. There's a lot to music that, like, once you know it, you know it. Yeah. Like to the you know you know what notes and what and stuff like that you know where your hands are because that's what because like the way i play the guitar for example is i will learn something by like reading the tabs and then just reciting it essentially like i'm not necessarily learning it i'm just reciting it but with actual musicians like most musicians they will learn they know what to play next because they know what comes in the sequence like in terms of based on the scales that it's written in the key it's written in they will know what it needs to sound like. So they play what they know is right, which is why you'll find, especially with a lot of people who learn by ear, they might not be playing things the, the way it, it was written, but they're playing what they can hear, obviously, but then what they know. Well, yeah. Which is why people that learn the way I do are prone to a lot more mistakes, because you're having to try and remember a sequence, so you're constantly thinking to yourself, what, what 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 which bit's gonna come next? Like where do I need to go next? And obviously there's a lot of muscle memory involved in it as well. Mm. Um But yeah, I think it's like with guitar solos. The way people learn guitar solos is because they're written in a key, they're written in a scale. Okay. Like the jazz scale or blues scale, whatever it's called, stuff like that. And it's because in a scale you only you can only play certain notes in a sh- in a sequence. Yeah. Like you can divert from the scale, but um, okay. then it becomes a bit more progressive. But yeah. if you're like staying within the scale then it's you know that then you know the scale so you know what what notes are gonna be what and where they go kind of thing. Yeah, I get what you if mean. If you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I know that I can now if it will take me a while but I can I could tell you what notes are where on a guitar if you gave me like a guitar and told me to play a. If you said, "I'll play a, an E on the D string," for example. Yeah. Like I could find that. I I know I know I know that much. That's as much as I know about music theory, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. No, it shows that you're interested, so you can always go yeah. away and. Well, I stopped learning because I had to subscribe to that thing, and I was like, I can't be bothered. I ain't got the time for it at the moment. 
Yeah, that's fair. I've realised that guitar playing for me is a hobby, not something I want to keep doing. Plus, I just can't anymore. My hands can't quite do it as much as they used to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a shame. Tired. Tired old hands. Tired old hands. I should never fractured my left hand. <laughs> that hindered me a lot. Yeah, I remember that. Because because it pushed my little finger knuckle back. So yeah. I think little finger doesn't stretch as much as it used to. About three years ago, right? Um. Yeah, it would be this year. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Fun times. Um, and then with my, I think I've probably got carpal tunnel coming on in my right hand. So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's comes with guitar playing and stuff like and stuff like that. I'm very active with my hands with work and stuff as well. Yeah. The lifting and shit. Like I hit my hand on something today. My left hand. It really hurts for some reason. <laughs> oh, like, buddy. Quite badly. Like quite bad. No, like to the point where it just really. I don't know what it is. Like I, th- I don't even think it was that bad. I thought like I had something dig into my hand. Yeah. Like a little bit, but it's like quite painful. That's the fucking worst. You just got a pain and you just. Like you, because you don't know where it's from, and you're just like, "What? What the fuck have I done? Like, have I done something when I was asleep? Like, have I gone fucking <laughs> to a dance club while asleep or something like?" I, I know, I, I know where I did it, and like, but I think, it, but I don't know what it's done to my hands. Like, have I bruised something? Is it like hit a nerve or something? Because it's like dug into my hand somehow. Yeah, it's just non-stop all day. Every time I was lifting something, I just felt it in my hand. I'm just like, "Oh, this is fucking frustrating." Yeah, not a bit. Can't believe we spent like talking about nonsense for all that time. Anyway, um, ah, oh, that's what we do best. Yeah, tangents. Call us the tangent and tangerines. The tangent, specifically rubies, the size of a tangerine. The size of a tangerine. I'm. Oh, I was about to say I'll talk about that. I want to talk about that. No, we'll have to talk about that in our next month. Recap. Can I just can I just say one thing about the Batman? Just one. Oh, thing. I was going to talk about the Dark Knight, but no, I know, I know, I know. But can I just say one thing? No. What? Flip. Really liked Andy Circus, but there wasn't enough of him. That's all I'm going to say. I'll save it for the episode. But that's what I'm going to say. I'll say he was alright for what he was in, like. But yeah, there was not enough of him. Yeah. Anyway. But then again, I I get that. The, yeah, I get what they're doing. I got. Get I what got why. I understood why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good film. Yeah, it's right. Let's um. Oh no, we spoiled our review. Cause I said all we were gonna say was it was certainly the Batman. Oh fuck! God no. damn! God damn! But uh, yeah, but instead of, I won't go into the reviews of them because we'll talk. We can talk about them. Actually, I mean they're not new stuff. It's old stuff in it. Dark Knight. I, I rewatched the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. I know. I really enjoyed your um. Your Snapchat feel. I was hoping you were going to do more. I was really hoping you were going to send me a Snapchat feel of when he shouts Mount the Curb. Um, I, nah, I just wanted, I just had a couple of them that I was I like, pre- I just do But you know what, I, need, I was having tough days at work and when you sent them to me, I was like, I really appreciate that. I needed that. The Dark Knight is just one of the greatest films ever made though, isn't it? Oh, it really is. And then The Dark Knight Rises, it, it has a hard time trying to follow up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think like, you're very I really interested... Up. Carol. I just didn't like a lot of the choices it made. I yeah, like, no, this I'm is... the same. It's like, oh, it's Bane. Bane's threatening, but he's not the main threat in the end. Like, <laughs> why? It's just it. It very. It struggled very much on what to focus on. It gave you one. That... It gave you one focus, 
and then to take it away and twist it at the end, thinking it was, it thought it was being clever, but yeah, and it did, and it, and it didn't work. It was a and bit too cocky. Yeah, it was just it was a little over the place. I feel like, I feel like it took the you know, it took the success and hype and even the twists of the Dark Knight, with you know the Harvey Two Face and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it went. Oh, we've done it once. Let's be cocky. We could do it again, but for this, and it just did. Unfortunately, that aspect didn't land, and it also has no. the worst death scene in any film. I wouldn't say in any film there have been worse death scenes. Okay, like, the worst death death scene in a superhero movie. Uh, maybe I'm pretty sure there's probably been worse in other superhero movies as well. I mean, Harry Osborn's death scene is pretty shit in Spider-Man Three. Oh yeah, he goes, "You're my friend." Best friend. Best friend. I love that. I love that. Sorry, I love that because um, where Harry's on his deathbed, dying, and he goes, "You're my friend." And instead of Peter like consoling him, he goes, "Best friend. Best best friend, right? Yeah, best friend." He doesn't say it like no. He doesn't say it like that. He's just because they are best friends. They were best friends anyway. I also love that that line. Uh, sorry, I just I there's another tangent talking about Spider-Man now, which is something I haven't rewatched, so I'm more open to talking about it. Um, <laughs> in Spider-Man 3, he's like, I protected you in high school, but now I'm going to kick your ass. And it's like, flashback to Spider-Man 1, where he's getting beaten up in the hallways, and he's just standing there doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you? <laughs> when, in actual fact, when Mary goes, help him, Harry, he goes, which one? <laughs> like, do I have to? Really? That line, which one? I don't. I think he's, he's just like, which one should he punch? <laughs> Fun fact: you cannot get the soundtrack for Spider-Man Three anywhere. No, I know you can't. I know you can't. Which is annoying because I fucking love um, one Sandman's music. Yep. And two, the music that everyone uses in Spider-Man TikToks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that one where it's the guy who's like puts a weight on something at the gym and one falls off and he catches it and he starts testing to see if he can do the spider web? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Do, 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 do. Some of it is Look, so great. I don't know why the third one is unavailable. Maybe it was some licensing issue they had at the end or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and, obviously you can get, you know, the YouTubers that have, that have very, yeah, but... very well stripped the dialogue and music and uh, dialogue and effects away from it. Yeah, but it. That's, that's not the full tracks and that, is it, though? That's no, it's just, yeah. Um, um, I also wasn't the Batman soundtrack released like a week before the film came out. Yeah, it took me literally every fibre of my being to not listen to it. I can't listen. The thing is, I prefer listening to soundtracks after watching the film. For me, it it, it depends. So, like for this, I did really want to listen to it, but then I wanted. I knew that I knew that the music was going to play a big part in the story as yeah. well, without spoiling That's... anything. Because so, that's the thing, it's, it's more about, for me anyway, with soundtrack music, it's more this, listening to it and like remembering the scenes is what I like the most. Like That's how I get the most impact from them. Yeah. Well, you like, know. I can't just listen to a soundtrack and just, especially with like, for example, because they're quite bad, a lot of the Marvel soundtracks where it's mm. just like, I'm listening to this and I can't place where it is in this film. So I'm just like. I don't get a lot out of it unless it's a good genuinely like oh this is a this is a track that could fit somewhere but, you know. well the thing is like you know me right I listen to soundtrack music more than any other type of music mm-hmm. um, it's my favourite type of music so because obviously this obviously like for example going with the Batman without spoiling the Batman I knew it was going to be a big part of the story and then obviously 
because it was Giacchino and he had just done Spider-Man and I I cannot stress how much I love Spider-Man No Way Home soundtrack um I it, it, made, it made me very tempted to listen to it but I'm very glad I didn't I'm very glad I held off yeah um but yeah I think for me it depends on the on the film um I think for Spider-Man, when that came out, I listened to a brief part of one, um, and then I felt too guilty and turned it off. But that was on the day I was seeing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like you. I, I I do usually wait for the film to come out because it does usually have a big part to play in. Yeah. Um, the story. The the Uncharted soundtrack is dreadful. I liked. I did like the part. I mean, I talk about Uncharted when we do our. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah this week, but I I enjoyed when Nate's theme came on. Yeah, which uh, isn't part of the actual soundtrack. I've, see, I've not I've not listened it's to the soundtrack. It's not on the score. Is it not? It's not on the. No, I haven't listened to it, but I was searching for it. It's not on the score. See, I think it might be part of one of the other tracks. It's just not named Nate's theme because it, I it, was searching for it. Like I was in. You were skimming the tracks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's like around like because I think it's kind of structured. The way the film is, I think the soundtrack's kind of structured in order. Yeah. Um, but I was going through as many tracks as I could at the time and being like, I cannot find it anywhere. I'm just going to go and listen to the Uncharted 4 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think when I'm at work this week, my plan is to listen to the Uncharted soundtrack properly because I haven't listened to it. Uh, and then the Batman soundtrack I've got. They tried to, to give it like it, its own theme. And it's it's funny because it's it's, it's Ramin Jawadi that did it. And it's boom, just not very, boom, boom, boom. just not a very good soundtrack. Like I'm just like, this isn't. Mm. Like I remember, like the track, because it's because like the, the whatever the main theme that he used for it was, is used so much in the film. Yeah, like it leaves that impact, but that's because it's you know it's leaving a psychological impact on you, not yeah. an actual impact. Because do you know, that's that's a big part of um pop music and why there's a lot of repetitive lines in pop music oh really it's because when you when you event when you don't for example if you don't like a pop song when you hear it the first few times but then after hearing it so many times you start to actually like the song yeah that's because it's been so embedded in your memory that it becomes like whenever you hear it it elicits that memory so it becomes it becomes a good memory yeah so there is actually a psychological reason for why people enjoy repetitive stuff in pop music. Shit. And it's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, when you think about it, it's like, that's how music leaves an impact on people. Like, sometimes it can just be like, oh, this is a really good song kind of thing. Yeah. But like, other times it can be, this has just been so rammed into my head that now I like it because my brain tells me I have to. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> kind- Sort of, and I, I was in that though that YouTuber I linked you to before. He mentioned it in one of his videos. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, that actually makes sense because like when you start humming a song, you're like, I hate that song. Why am I humming it? <laughs> Why? Because you've heard it so much. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually, makes sometimes sense. it sometimes it can go the other way. Obviously, you hear a song so much that you begin to hate it, like with me yeah. and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we established that in the episode that wasn't yeah. released. No, was that last episode or was that the episode before? I feel like it was the last one. I don't know. We probably talked about it at some point. Yeah. But yeah, um, I like the music, so... Yeah, same. I'm very excited to get into our episodes about um, 
what we've watched this month so far, Uncharted. I'm very excited to talk about our Batman review, um, and especially I'm, I'm very excited to proper sit down tomorrow with my noise cancelling headphones to just listen to that Batman soundtrack and just. How long is it as well? Because that will determine how. I want to say it's like an hour and fifty the soundtrack. God damn it, it's quite long. I think I could be completely off the mark. I guess yeah. Um, um, where is it? I've got it here. So funny how we've just gone off really off tangent. I think we spoke about the Doctor Who script for like twenty minutes. I mean, an hour and fifty-six minutes. Um, That's a long soundtrack. It is a long soundtrack. No, I know, but at the same time, you know, people come here to listen to us as well. You know, I'm sure people don't mind the 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 babble before and after. Twenty-nine tracks, bloody hell. Like, calm down. Most of it sounds the same anyway. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I like how the sound, the main theme is basically almost exactly the same as the Nirvana song. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't, yeah, that's, that's cool. He probably used it as a placeholder song. That was probably why it was used in the trailer as well. Well, it's like Patterson um, was, uh, influenced Bruce Wayne on Kirk Cobain, didn't he? That yeah, was yeah. like his biggest influence. Well, I read that he tried to make Bruce Wayne more like an like an addict, look seem like an addict. So I don't know if he's meant to have like this rock star personality kind of thing. We'll talk about it more in the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah in yeah. the review. Because to be fair, because um, yes, I'm, we are. I think I'm going to try are... to see it again before we talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to try, but I probably won't because I probably won't get a chance. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I've got a busy week to be fair. Well, it's more. I mean, the film's not only going to be out for a week. It's more getting to the cinema and that, and I just can't be bothered with that just to see a film I've already seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. If I get a chance to see it again, like I will, but well, you know what? Like, I work around the corner from a Cineworld, so um, yeah, calm, calm down. I'm gonna try. Cineworld, Cineworld don't follow you on Twitter, so yeah, they do. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> I saw your, I saw your. Um... I was having I, problems. Yeah, I know. I saw the whole conversation because I forgot I had fucking Cineworld on tweet alert. So I saw the whole... F- At one point, I was going to message you and just say, do you want me to book it for you? And then I got loads of work for it, so I never got a chance. But yeah, I saw that whole... Did you get that sorted in the end? Yeah, they gave me a um a free voucher for the ticket I was paying for. Did they really? Yeah. Fair play. Fair, that's what the problem Cineworld- was... So that's probably great. probably on their payment system or something like that because like my cu- my unlimited cards were being accepted, but then I tried it on, the, the, I don't know, yeah, something there was something wrong with paying for tickets for some reason. I so take it, it was like, for, oh, I take it was for Batman. Yeah, it was. Who'd you go with? My mum, my mum and Kyle. Oh. Um, yeah. Fair play. But yeah, it was yeah they just gave me a free ticket yeah which is yeah Cineworld Cineworld best cinema go go to Cineworld go to Cineworld. Cineworld, collab with us. <laughs> please, please, please. We'll give you full screening rights for all our films that we don't make. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we'll even do those. Films. We'll even do those adverts for free, where it's the two people in the cinema laughing at each other. You don't get paid for those anyway. Yeah, true. Because they just get people off the street. I think no. I think they gave you like they give you like a free membership. A free, free membership. Yeah, for a year. Fucking hell, that's quite big. That's quite. It's quite decent. That's quite decent. Yeah, Yeah. if you don't have one already, which we obviously do. Yeah, black card members, baby. Yeah, motherfuckers. Well, let's not say that because you know we want Cineworld to sponsor us. 
Yeah, cinema lovers. Yeah, cinema lovers. <laughs> <coughs> cinema world lovers, I should say. Yeah, cinema world lovers. Doesn't quite ring off the, roll nah, off the tongue as nah, much nah, as, yeah. you know, the other word. Um, but yeah, cinema world are good. Good cinema. Solid. <laughs> Get out of the t-shirt. Yeah, cinema world are good. Good cinema. Solid. They are. Solid. Solid. They, solid. Yeah. That's it. No. Solid. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not a liquid or a gas. No. So they, they are, in fact, they a are solid. solid. <laughs> yeah, they are a solid. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this, is <laughs> this has probably gone on long enough. We, we figured out some stuff about Alex, and then we went on a real long ramble. Um, I enjoyed it, though. It was nice we to have, chat. We understand our character a bit better. We I don't know if there's that much we've got left to do in the actual... I don't think there story. is. I don't think there is. So we will have to be kicking into gear of actually writing the script. And we'll, we'll, we'll go over what we've got so far and maybe clean things up, find new things. Yeah, I feel like a good. I, I feel like a good idea. Like maybe an episode, the episode before we start writing the script, we just kind of we go through the, the blocking of the story and just you know make sure we're happy with it and talk about it a little bit. And yeah. Then the episode after that, we'll we'll crack on. All these twenty-one pages of notes I have. I was going to ask for the notes, but then I was like, oh, wait, I might as well wait until we finish them. Yeah. Plus, they're, they're, they're incomprehensible to anybody except me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, um, the way I note, make notes of things is like, I understand what they're saying, but some people yeah. might not. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, But yeah, I can't think of anything else we need to say in this episode. We j- did, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what, about, more do, what more do people want? We've been talking for 55 minutes. Yeah, what, but what, what do you want? Do you want, do you want to... It's not all about the script we've talked about, so yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. No, buddy. it isn't. It, it is. Isn't. It isn't. It... We can't choose to do something for a podcast and then not do it. <laughs> no, we still spoke about it, but you're gonna have. You, you're allowed to chat. You're allowed to. A podcast is about chatting. It's not about. No, no. This is a podcast about film writing for some reason. Yeah. It was a podcast about chatting, and it just didn't work. We didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> yeah. True. We were just like we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know. This is fun. I don't know. <laughs> we have. I think we have a nice split because we don't plan anything we chat about. We let it be a tangent. Whereas before we tried to plan the topics we would talk about, and yeah. that's where it became more of a uh, more of a like a chore in that sense. I mean, any time you're being like you, you're like I have to do this for this thing. You don't want to do it. Like <laughs> yeah. Whereas with this, we talk about the script for a bit. You know, we have a catch up. We talk about the script for a bit, and then we go on a little tangent on stuff that we genuinely we just want to talk to each other about. Um, yeah. I think I think I do think it's a nice mix. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, so this episode you'll be hearing this on Monday. You will as be. usual, as always. Um, and then on Friday, you can look forward to hearing our recap of uh, February. Yes, things we have consumed. The things, the media we have con- we have consumed in the month of February. Yep. Um, and then there will be another episode for your ears next Monday. Yep. And after that, that Friday, you will get our Batman review, 1989. No, uh, the Batman. <laughs> yes. 2022. Very exciting. Very. Which exciting. is the first time I've called the year 2022. 2022. Yes. Do you um, realise that people don't do that anymore? Like, for example. 2006 you know you didn't call it 2006 yeah and as soon as you hit like 2012 it was 2012 like oh yeah 
Like, even, like, 2011, I said 2011. How bizarre. Kind of, like, or 2010, 2011, kind of. But as soon as you hit the... It's like... But then, so when you hear somebody say, oh, it's the year 2022, that sounds a bit weird. Yeah. Because it's not. It's 2022. That's how we say it. Nobody says, oh, Doctor Who came out in um, 1963. Yeah. Or Doctor Who came out in 1963. <laughs> came out in 1963. Fuck. Yeah, of course. It's just the, the weird way that it works, isn't it, with years and that. Yeah, it is bizarre. Like, it just starts to sound weird. Can't believe we're in the 20s. And there's war going on again. Um, oh yeah, let's not think about it. Um, I mean, we have the privilege to be able to be say that. Yeah, true. Let's not think about it. But yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So we've already got like a schedule. We've got three things coming out after this thing. Um, yes. Look forward um, to them. Yeah. Or don't. Hope... It's up to you. I mean, it's your own life. Well, uh, next next main episode, we'll be talking about this script. Yes. As always. But I don't know what part of it. We'll I guess it we'll be carrying on the main story. Yeah, most likely. From wherever we left off at the end bit, we'll need to kind of maybe write the scene of like the doc- of the doctor being like, "Nah, Davros and Get little fucked. Davros, you're bad." Because I think, yeah, going back to the script for a second, that's how it should go. It should be the doctor does the reveal. Yep. And you can see in it that, Ale- that, that Alex will notice that Davros is turning on himself. Yes. But the Doctor hasn't realised, because he's like, nah, you're going to do bad things, buddy. Do bad things, too. And then that's when Alex will be like, no, Doctor, you're looking at it all wrong. No, don't. I'm Davros, what? (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) And then we just, the script just becomes a mess. No, so, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, look, we... That is an end. That is an end of an episode, and we do really appreciate you um, listening um, you can find us on all elements of social media. We are two micro microphones everywhere. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, we also have an email address, two micro microphones podcast at gmail.com. Please get in touch. We are looking at things to expand. So we will give you information on all those kind of things on those channels as well as the podcast. So keep an eye on them. Um, you can also find us at our personal uh, Twitters. Connors is. At Connor Jordan underscore ninety six, and I am Harry Young Edits um, on Twitter. We do really appreciate you listening. We hope everyone's, you know, doing okay, especially with what's going on around the world. So we hope we brought you a little an hour of um, escapism, and um, yeah, we will see you next week. Well, no, we won't. We'll see you on Friday for our bonus episode. We won't see them at all, but you know. <laughs> 